Hi everyone, I hope you all are doing well this week. For this week's episode, I wanted to talk about one of the most dangerous sports you can play professionally, but also in general, football. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a hater. My family loves football. My dad watches basically every single game out there, even for random teams. And I've been to multiple games myself, and I find them to be a really, really great quintessential American pastime. But football isn't just dangerous because it ends marriages. It's also dangerous because it impacts people's lives long term. I don't know if anyone got that joke. It's a little bit hard to make when there's nobody else sitting around me to laugh at it. But just a quick tangent here. If you didn't know, that joke was supposed to be referencing Tom Brady and Giselle's divorce. And I just want to be brutally honest and give my hot take and say that I cannot believe that Tom gave up his family for a game that he is very much aging out of. I think this is once again proof that behind every successful man, there is one or more women that have to give up their goals for his success and they're treated with no respect in the end. This, of course, is becoming less and less true. Both the fact of women not being given the recognition and credit that they deserve, but also them having to give up their lives for men. But it's just really interesting to see how in the popular media, there are two people that are so incredibly famous and successful by themselves And one of them suddenly chooses that they don't want to be part of their kids' lives and they want to return to a sport which is potentially injurious to their health long term and probably already has been. I saw a lot of commentary on this in general, obviously with it being such a public divorce. And my personal take is that in football, Tom Brady is him. He is the big shot. He's the main guy. And when he returned to regular life or normal life, quote unquote, he had a wake up call. He started cleaning up messes from his kids. He started packing lunches, waiting to pick them up and drop them off. And that to him made him feel small. It made him feel unimportant and like life wasn't glamorous anymore. And I'm not saying that that's the truth of being a parent. I'm saying that that's the contrast that appears when you go from being on literally live television, nationally televised, watched by millions and millions of people at every game to just being a random person in your home all of a sudden and you have to wait in traffic and nobody's giving you special treatment um, when you have to go pick your kids up. You know, they still need to ID you. And I know that sounds like a really stupid example, but I think that it just reminded him of his humanity and he didn't like that. And so he wanted to go back to the game. And I think that it's really horrible that young people are seeing this and thinking that it's the right decision to make, um, especially without knowing everything about the sport and people that are supporting him because he should be playing for the team because he just is that good. Um, regardless, Giselle is incredibly famous and wildly successful and she will be fine. It was more just commentary to talk about how interesting it is to see how many people are rallying in support behind his decision um, and not seeing you know, the other side of it and the fact that your job, because to him, football isn't fun, right? It's his job. And I'm sure he has fun playing the sport, but your job, your work isn't everything. At the end of the day, family is important. The people who you surround yourself with are important. And if you're unable to balance those things, you will lose something in the end and you can't have it all. Um, so I just think that that's really important to talk about while we're on this topic and it's what sort of inspired me to talk about this in the first place but back to regular regularly scheduled content um football is incredibly dangerous because of the head injuries it causes so in 2017 a study published in the medical journal JAMA or the journal of the American Medical Association found that chronic traumatic encephalopathy, also known as CTE, was found in 99% of deceased NFL players' brains that were donated to scientific research. 
According to the NHS in the UK, CTE is classified as a progressive brain condition that is thought to be caused by repeated blows to the head and repeated episodes of concussions. And it is especially um, seen in those who play contact sports, such as football. And most of the studies are done on ex-athletes because um, it is a condition that's caused by repeated blows to the head, which is mostly seen, obviously, in contact sports or in similar conditions. Um, but there aren't that many to replicate in the I guess, the average life of a normal person. Um, And CTE is incredibly important because it causes aggression, dementia, Parkinson's, and hindered ability in general, amongst other things, even if it doesn't sort of progress to one of these more severe, quote unquote, classified uh, diseases or sort of issues. CTE has definitely been getting um, a little bit more spotlight in headlines recently just because it has led to the aggression of many of these ex-athletes towards their family members or people in their lives. And it has also caused um, a few former football players to commit suicide. And that is incredibly sad. And I think that it's really important to discuss this because obviously with football being such an important part of American culture, People are very heavily influenced from a young age to get into the sport. There are teams that are for children as young as three years old. And when you're starting contact that young, you hit that threshold for repeated contact very early as well. And so I think it's incredibly important to educate people about the risks of playing such a sport um, and discuss the impacts of it long term. And the reason that I think it's important that we still need to draw attention to this is because, according to the New York Times, for many years, the NFL denied any connection between long-term brain damage and blows to the head until they were confronted by a significant amount of scientific evidence. After that, a class action lawsuit was filed by former NFL players, and then they finally agreed to a $1 billion settlement. They have since agreed to stop using race-based methods in evaluating dementia claims, And those claims, um, when they were evaluated based on race-based methods, denied black players potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars of benefits that they were entitled to. The NFL has now invested in safety trainings and better gear, such as working on the quality of helmets, and they're planning to roll out better helmets very soon. But that being said, there is no known cure to CTE. And that's really important because injury protocol still isn't great. According to CNN, a Miami Dolphins quarterback um, named Tu Tagovailoa, sorry, I have a little bit of trouble saying that name, was knocked out of a game briefly in the second quarter after a hit by a Bills linebacker. Tagovailoa is 24 years old, and that is incredibly young, again, like I said, to be having sledge levels of high contact repeatedly to your head. He got up stumbling, and then he was taken to the locker room for a concussion check. Just four days later, he was back on the field playing the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday night football. He was then sacked by a Bengals defensive lineman, and in the second quarter, he was motionless on the field for several minutes, and his body contorted in ways that in which many neurologists have since stated show that there is brain damage that has occurred. And that's incredibly important because that means that the protocols for concussion screenings are not either being implemented correctly or comprehensive enough for him to not have taken the field again just four days after his initial contact. I don't know if any of you have experienced people in your lives getting concussions, but I definitely have had a few friends that have gotten concussions multiple times or at least once before. 
The protocol for concussions is that you often can't even look directly at screens that have light for three weeks at a time, depending on the severity of the concussion. You literally have to have sunglasses on. So that being said, the ability to go back onto a football field and play football with professional players for four plus hours definitely should not have occurred if he did have a concussion, which it seems like he did have prior brain damage to this event that later occurred. I think it's incredibly important to talk about things like this because as much as I am a really big fan of health and pushing your body and finding holistic ways to heal, there are many ways that you can injure yourself when you're working in this health and fitness realm and too much of anything is not a good thing. And so I hope that this episode has been helpful in teaching you all something about a sport that I'm sure is a very big part of your life if you are in the United States. And even if you're not, um, I hope that this episode provided some interesting knowledge on different impacts that the NFL and other professional sports can have. I really want to do a deeper dive into some other sports as well to sort of see if they have their own issues. I think especially I'm interested in um, games like tennis or baseball to see their impact on mobility of your wrists or your joints just because they can be very high impact on your joints specifically. So let me know if that's something that would be interesting to you all. And I will be back next week with another Finance Friday.